Yeah, yeah. That shit was tough to see, bro. That shit was tough to watch, bro. I saw that shit, man. I saw the next colors. I saw it was tough. It was tough. No, I, I already felt like Nate was up against all the odds because, I mean, he's called a YouTuber, but I know that boy been boxing. He been having his own events and shit. Uh, he got at AB, the box at AB. AB was sort of with it. They called it off and all that shit. But I know, I know, I know that dude Jake Paul. He been in the ring and all that. They call him a YouTube troller, but yeah, he, he sort of doing his thing, man. Like, like it or not, he be doing his thing. I mean, he did his thing this fight as well. Uh, I don't know if I introduced the podcast, but episode forty nine was of the Knicks fan, hosted by your host Jack F. And yes, uh, that show was tough to watch. It definitely was. But what you gonna do, man? Like the moment, the moment I seeped it, I saw the shit. When Nate Robinson had the Knicks colors on, all my boys looked at me like, yo, he, he got the Knicks colors on, so, you know, he, some shit might happen. After that, man, I, I got a bit more emotional and aggressive. Like, I wanted Nate Robinson to win even more. And in round one, it wasn't looking too good, but he withstood that storm. And in the you know, second round, we see what happened. It was tough to see, man. Like, I, I was legit worried. I was legit worried. And um, at least he's okay. See, when you when you sign up for for boxing and, and things of these these kind of fights, you know, you signing up to know that if you know something like this happens, it's gonna be a lot of memes, a lot of jokes is gonna happen. And I think he knows that he's been around for a while, Nate man. And you just gotta get deal with it. You know, you just gotta deal with it. Like, what, what could you do? I'm just glad that he was okay. I was I I had a feeling he was gonna lose, but I, I I didn't think he was gonna lose like that. But on the positive side, you know his kicks was fire. His kicks was fire. Uh, if if he won that fight, he them shoes would cost a lot of bread. But um, since he did it, I I don't know if they're even gonna come out. And if they do, hopefully for the low low. I mean, because they're all the Knicks colors, right? The shoes, they're all the Knicks colors, right? So hopefully uh, only Knicks fans, actually hardcore Knicks fans, could actually buy those shoes and, and nobody else. Like, there got to be some sort of verification process. Like, when you try to buy Bitcoin and shit, Google authentication, you feel me? Because we was just chilling, watching the fight like everybody else, and, and guess who's catching all the strays, bro? Us Knicks fans. Like, we can't even... Watch some shit that got nothing to do with us in peace. It's like we're not allowed to do that shit, man. And and I was like, fuck. Like, damn. Like, why we always got to take L's when we're not even playing? Like, this is second off season where us Knicks fans have been taking L's in the mainstream media without us even doing anything. Like, Last year, we already know what happened. Like, Zion, we didn't get the first pick. Like, I'm cool with RJ. I fuck with RJ. We didn't get KD and Kyrie. KD towards Achilles. NBA Finals. That's how your Knicks lost game five, not the Warriors. Like, all this time shit be happening in the offseason that really we have no control over. But somehow, we keep we keep taking those L's, man. Like, it's shit tough. It's tough being a Knicks fan, yo. But at the same time... I still was. I still felt like when they were wearing them Knicks shorts, man. I, th- I think we was the, f- the Knicks Instagram page was the first one to show Nate some love, saying that we got our money on Nate. So, and I think 
the longest tenure Nate Robinson had with had with any team was was the New York Knicks. So I sort of understood why he wore the shorts, but I I just I just knew what was going to happen if he didn't win. We knew some of the blame was going to come our way, but what could we do? It's, it's just part of the nature of being a Knicks fan. But like I said, I understood why he wore the shorts. The kicks was fire. Uh, the fight was actually high. Like he, he, I mean, he was too aggressive. I never thought I would give a boxing analysis on a basketball podcast. But yo, shit happens, man. Like he lost the fight, but he showed heart, man. And at least he took it like a professional. Uh, the jokes, like I said, man, they was coming from all cylinders. I was surprised Curry. Curry had jokes. I was surprised, you know, Curry. I was like, damn, not from Curry. Like I expected from certain players. But I was like, Curry, word, Curry, like, you know, Curry, Curry, you know, classy dude. They play together. So I, I didn't expect that from Curry, but it's Curry, man. No one's perfect. So I was just got to give him the benefit of the doubt on that situation. I was like, not Curry, man. Like, But it is what it is. Like, that shit hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, when he got knocked out like that, like, he's just, because for a good few years, bro, like, you know, Nate held it down. Nate was fun to watch as a Knicks fan. I was rooting for him when he was in Chicago. So, you know, I invested some of my, a lot of my energy to root for Nate Robinson, even when he was on the Knicks, even when he went to the Celtics. And that one year he was in the NBA Finals, I was hoping they won that year just because of Nate. When he was on the Bulls, uh, you know, he was able to win the Bulls a playoff series, literally. And even that fucking, he was able to win the game against the Heat, bro. Like, against LeBron James, D-Wade. Chris Bosh and them dudes, yo. Like, he literally helped them. Like, that shit wasn't easy. Like, that Bulls team was deteriorated, and somehow they got him a game. And you know, if you think about it, Derrick Rose, the MVP Derrick Rose, he was only able to win one game against the Heat as well. So I'm not like I'm not saying that Ray Robinson is on Derrick Rose's level, but I'm just saying let's just get a man credit where it's due. Like, he showed up against the fucking Heat. He showed up as an NBA player. Uh, obviously, he didn't show up as much as a boxer. But like I said, I don't know if this is something uh, Nate Robinson want to do moving forward. But at least he knows what he's up against. At least he has no regrets about not getting into the ring. I mean, we just live in an era where everything you do is televised. And if you fail, if you fail, they're going to let you know. I mean, if you succeed, it might just be a okay, nothing to talk about thing because you succeeded. But if you fail, they're going to let you know, bro. Um, like I said, I'm glad he's okay. I like to support that even Floyd Show, Shaq, KG, Q Rich. I'm just glad that you know he got that support that you needed, that he needed because the internet right now is not a friendly place for Nate Robinson right now. And I'm not going to lie, like I was really drunk when he lost that fight. But that shit really, like, I was like, damn, like, I was in immense pain. Like, it, fight happened Saturday. Today's Tuesday night or Monday night. I don't even know what night it is, but I was still thinking about Nate. Like, yo, like, my man good, yo. You know what I'm saying? My man, my other man's, my other man's is good, too. You know, a lot, my other man's is going through some things right now. And hopefully he got money, too. But for the past couple of days, I was like, yo, damn, like, yo, because Nate was my guy, like, during, during my college days, man, like, he, he was on the Bulls, he was on the Knicks, he was, and, like, I always felt like he was an underdog, and I always felt like the NBA never really gave my guy a fair shake, and, 
Like, he really shouldn't have even been in the position to to the point, like, he had to box. Like, I don't know his financial situation. I don't know none of that shit. All I'm saying is if he's not in the NBA, at least he should be doing some sort of stuff involved in the NBA because he got personality. He's 11 years into the league. Been on quite a few teams. The NBA favors his style of play now. Like, he should be in the NBA doing some things. I don't understand why he's blackballed. I feel like he's blackballed from the NBA. And honestly, I never really knew why. I felt like he showed us time and time again of why he belongs in the NBA. And the NBA continually told him, like, "Mm, nah, we still don't want you. It was like, it's like, you like this girl so much, and you, and whatever, she, everything she wants in a guy, you have it, and you let her know that you have it, and she still don't want to fuck with you, and it gets to the point where, like, what do you do? Then you try to, like, go to another girl, and the same situation. Imagine every girl you meet is, like, realizes that you're everything she wants in a guy, and they're just like, no. That's like, no. Because every single time I've I seen certain teams in the playoffs, God damn, what the fuck? Every single time I, I see a team in the playoffs struggling to get buckets, like, oh, they could have used an extra playmaker. They could have used an extra scorer. They could have used Nate Robinson every single time. Every single, there's so many situations. Like, oh, they just lack the playmaker down the stretch. Who are they going to? Like, like the rap, not the Raptors. At some point, the Raptors, because they had some real pussy-ass players back in the day, yo, like like a few years ago. But, like, Pacers, I could go down the list. There's, there's so many teams. I'm like, oh, we just couldn't get another playmaker. I'm like, yo, there's Nate Robinson right there. He's a playmaker. He can score. Like, I don't understand why if he misses a couple shots, it's the end of the world. But you got other players taking some horrible, horrible, horrid shots. And y'all okay with it. And, like, Nate's, Nate's a high-octane player. Like, he, I've seen, like, the good outweighs his bad on and off the court. And I didn't really know what he really did off the court to, to get under people's skins. But one thing I will say is whatever happened between... Nate Robinson and then Tony, that I don't think Nate really got to officially recover from that as far as having a consistent home in the NBA. Because once he left the Knicks, there was Boston, it was OKC, and OKC ain't show Nate no love. Like, I don't even know why, why Scott Brooks, I believe is his name. Scott Brooks. Was it Scott Brooks? Yeah, it was Scott Brooks, I believe, man. I could be wrong with the name, but... I I know I know exactly what he looks like, but he was like, yo, Nate got to earn his spot here. Or he's just not going to do. I'm like, yo, he just got there. Like, did you even talk to the dude? Like, what's up with the hostility? Just man's had, with all due respect to Eric Maynard, playing Eric Maynard over Nate Robinson. He was out of Vanderbilt. He had a solid career in Vanderbilt or Virginia Common. He was, no, it wasn't Vanderbilt. It was definitely VCU. I, don't, I think it's Virginia Common something university. But Eric Maynard was not better than Ray Robinson at, during any day of the week or any time of the day. But it still gave Eric Maynard more burn. Like, Eric Maynard was not a game changer. And there was times where they got fucking Eric Maynard and Derek Fisher 
on the court when KD and Westbrook is out of gas, like fucking Nate Robinson is not a playmaker slash scorer. Like, get my man's the green light, yo. Like, y'all need scorers and shit. But you playing, but you gave an Eric Maynard all the playing time in the world. Like, that shit made no sense to me. Same thing when Nate Robinson was on the Celtics and they're literally playing four on five because of Rondo's on the court. And there's literally no spacing. Fucking Nate Robinson gets it into the game, scores six, seven points in six minutes, and they put him right back on the bench. Like, I don't understand this shit. Like, yo, and he had his moments in the playoffs as a Celtic. And they still chose to, like, not let my boy shine. And you know what I'm saying? So I really want him to win that year, but I was glad they fucking lost a year afterwards because of that dumb shit Doc Rivers did. Or whatever year they fucking lost, man. Um, well, they lost. Actually, they lost the year they had Nate Robinson. But that shit was not his fault because he did his part. But, um, yeah, man. Fuck Doc Rivers for that shit, too, man. That's why you keep blowing 3-1 leads, bro. Because you keep... Ain't want to show my man's Nate love. Scott Brooks. That's why you ain't win a chip. Nah, I sound mad. Salty and bitter, yo. Like, it ain't that serious. But I just don't like how the NBA did... Nate Robinson, I feel like they're a big reason why he's in this position today for him getting knocked out. Like, you should still, bro, he's 36. You should still be playing basketball. My man's in shape. He knows how to take care of his body. I can't tell you his dieting shit. Like, I don't know what he eats, but my man's in shape. He looks healthy. looks great. He survived that knockout. Like, you should still be in the NBA. Like, you should even be boxing right now. Like, I get it. He's short and shit, but you should still be in the NBA. I if not just like yeah, he should still be in the NBA. Maybe thirty six now, I maybe like this season could have been his last season type shit, but we shouldn't have exited the NBA that early because he had much more to give us. And now y'all got him out here boxing. Y'all didn't even try to help my guy out with a gig in the NBA, like y'all helped out Kend- Kendrick Perkins. Which is nothing wrong with Kendrick Perkins, man. Like I'm glad Kendrick Perkins doing his thing, Ryan Hollins, like there is a fucking avenue for Nate Robinson that the NBA got. I'm not saying, like, feel bad for him or, like, oh, my God, feel bad for Nate Robinson because he got knocked out. I-, I felt this way before he got knocked out, before this fight even happened. I'm like, why is this even a scenario for Nate Robinson right now? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, like I said, I don't know about his money. I just feel like the NBA don't mess with my guy. Like, I don't understand why. They're doing my boy like that, yo. Like even like you know what I'm saying. Like even if they reach like there's something going on that I really never will know about. Like I just don't know what it is. But like let's say at least Shaq reached out to my guy, KG, Q, Rich, Gilbert, and even they at least he handled like he took that L like a man. He didn't seem too bitter about it. Like y'all lost, bro. Motherfucker knocked me out. So like you gotta eat that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got they to gotta eat that shit still. Like, yo, you lost, bro. You got to eat that, bro. Like, you, you want to step into the ring and you did. And, um, like I said, I don't know if that's Snape Robinson. Like, it was something he wanted to do. Because if it was, hey, you did it, man. And if you want to pursue it, you know how it is, man. And you got someone like, you're friends with Floyd Mayweather, bro. So, if you really want to pursue that passion, man, you got the best fighter of our generation in your back pocket, bro. So if you want to make that happen, you know exactly where to go. Um, 
all my blessings, all my like good luck stuff is with you, bro. Just know what you're getting into. And if you don't choose to box again, I also understand why. That was tough to watch, but end of the day, bro, you did what you did, bro, and um, I still got your back. I support you. And as far as uh, Jake Paul, yo, you handle business, my G. You did what you said you was going to do. And, you know, you got to respect that shit, too. Like, my man's there. Like, my, my man's. But, like, yo, he did what he said he was going to do. Like, yo, you got to respect that shit. Like, he said he a boxer. He said, I've been fucking practicing for the last two years. I've been sparring with heads. Uh, I've been in two previous fights and two other exhibition fights. Ex exhibition. Exhibition. I got to work on my pronunciation of that word. But, Yo, he, he he. I can see why. Like, I, I that's another reason why I felt like he was probably gonna win this shit. But I didn't think he was gonna do him that dirty, you know. But like I said, respect to JP, Jake Paul. He really fucking did damage in that fight, bro. Like that shit was fucking trending everywhere, bro. Like my phone got lit up, like how you lit up Nate because you know people know I fuck with Nate. People. Like I said, they had the fucking, you know, Knicks jersey, not Knicks shorts on, Knicks colors on. And that's why one of the reasons why my phone was lit was because of you, bro. Like, because you knocked Nate out, man. And, like, I'm just glad Nate's okay because yeah, I was waiting for a couple seconds, bro. I was like, yo, he's still on the floor. Like, yo, he's still on the floor. But I'm glad he's good, yo. I'm glad he's good. And maybe with Nate getting knocked out like that with the Knicks colors on, it symbolizes an end of all the bad shit the Knicks needed to deal with for this fucking century and decade so far. Like, maybe all this bad karma, all this bad fucking contracts we signed, all the bad trades we made, all the draft picks we gave up. It's maybe to put all that to a rest. It's to put all that to a rest. And maybe that was... Uh, Nate's sacrifice for the New York Knicks. He's like, yo, you know what? I've been through a lot. And worse come worse. Again, knocked out. That means we're taking away all. We're going to put an end to all the bad decisions the Knicks franchise uh, organization has made in the last 20 years. And maybe that's what that meant. Like, no, like the, it's a new time, a new era in New York City for the New York Knicks. Maybe that's what it symbolized with Nate getting knocked out was the fact that it's a new era in New York. You know, we got to let go of all those, the bad the bad thoughts, the bad trades, the Jerome James contract, the Antonio McDice trade. Shout-outs to Mike Sweetney. I got nothing bad to say about him. Georgetown legend. Uh, Drea Bargnani, that necessary trade for the next first-round draft pick. Masai Ujiri fucking finessing us for fucking six straight years out of all of our draft picks. And then, yeah, man, like, I, th I think that's what Nate Robinson, like, was like, yo, if I lose, man, we're taking away all that negative shit from the Knicks. And that's the only way I, I see it, yo. He's like, yo, man, y'all held me down for five years, man. And, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yo, like, dude, I know this podcast sound like a, a Nate Robinson appreciation post, but fuck it, that's what I'm going to do because... Nate's still my guy. Like, I ain't gonna lie. There's certain things that annoys me about Nate Robinson when he goes really hard for the Seahawks when he don't really need to, but 
it is what it is, yo. Like, I will say one thing. Like, you know, he was doing great for the Knicks, averaging 18 points, four rebounds, four assists. And then, then Tony's like, yo, you know what? We don't need that. We're going to start Chris Duhon because I want to show people how I can make anyone a great point guard. So, what the fuck did Chris Duhon do after that shit, man? He don't do shit, man. All he did was mess up Nate's fucking career, bro. He messed up Marbury's career. Other than that, Dan Tony's been great, man. I, I don't know why he had to fuck up Nate Robinson and, and Marbury's career. Like, I really don't understand that shit. Fucking just dog charged with mad fast. Just, just drove by me and shit. But, um... Yeah, like I said, I'm glad to see Nate Robinson got the support that he got. But Dan Tony, that, that three-point guard career that he fucked up. Because Chris Duan devalued the shot at him, whatever he had left. Like, Dwayne Tony tried to be too cool, man. Everybody tried that too cool shit when they're on the Knicks. I don't like that shit. Like, Chris Duhon didn't do shit with his career after he left the Knicks. Oh, he probably had another five, six years as a backup point guard. But since fucking Dan Tony had him averaging 11 points and 7 assists with a high usage rate, Chris Chris Duhon and the rest of the NBA thought they probably had. He probably better than he actually was, you know, which wasn't the case. And then this whole... Basically pushed Marbury at the NBA. And then Nate Robinson, all of a sudden, no coach wanted to deal with him because he was streaky. Like, fucking, like, Nate Robinson was the first streaky player ever in the NBA. Like, it just boggles my mind. Like, oh, my God, he's streaky. Like, there's not so many other streaky basketball players that we've had in the last 30, 40 years. But I don't understand why when it comes to certain players, it's just like, oh, we if he misses a shot, like, it's the end of the world. Like, why is it like that? Like, the, the man just plays game. Like, he, like they really never had the, like, if they had the green light, like the players do in this era, he would be like a Lou Williams, yo. Like, he would, Ivory, he would give you your 17, 18 points a game. Like, he's not going to be no Damian Lillard. He's not going to be no John Wall, Westbrook. But he's going to give you, basically, Ben Gordon there for the Bulls, 17, 18 Point solid consistently. He could give you that. Yeah, he might be off some nights, but that's every player that's a six man. That's every player that's like the third option or fourth option or fifth option or whatever. Like he had potential to give you 18 points a game, 16 points a game, 15 points a game, a solid scoring option, a solid playmaker. And, and, and it's just crazy, man. Like I just can't believe that shit. Like even when he was on the Bulls, they ended the next 13 game winning streak. They ended the Heat's 27 game winning streak. Fucking 23 points in the fourth quarter against the Nets. Then then fucking send the Nets home in seven. And fucking 41 points he scored against the Hawks when he was on the Knicks when he fucking Dan Tony DMP'd him 14 straight games. Like, yo, he showed you my man's is a high-octane explosive basketball player. And all the NBA, they was just shot a shit on him from every angle, every aspect. And I just feel like that's... They always did him dirty, man. They ain't never really try to... Embrace Nate. And somehow, some way, you now he ended up fighting, having a fight with Jake Paul. Like I said, like I said, this is something he really wanted to do. That's cool. But I was also felt like, you know, Nate Robinson, he's looking for another avenue to explore since the NBA It's not really trying to show him that love and support that I feel like he deserves. I mean, I mean, the players have showed. I mean, like, the NBA, what I mean, like, is like, yo, have my man's. Doing whatever the fuck, like, Ryan Hollins or... That's ESPN, but you get what I'm saying? There's supposed to be a lane for him, man. Like, I don't get it. 
Like, he deserves some sort of NBA love, bro. Like, he did some incredible things for the NBA. Three-time fucking dunk champion. Yes, I know the first time he won, Iggy should have won it. But since Iggy, you know, I felt bad for Iggy because he didn't win that shit, and I feel like he deserved it. But at the same time, since he want to talk all that hot shit when he came to the Garden, I mean, to the Breakfast Club, whatever, don't come to New York and talk shit about us, bro. So that's why I'm glad you lost that shit. But yes, you had an ill-ass dunk in that dunk contest as well. Fucking came from behind the backboard, windmill under the leg, wild shit, bro. Duck the fucking backboard, make sure you didn't hit the backboard. So it did some ill shit, bro. Probably should have won because Nate Robinson missed mad times just to make one dunk. But I'm a Knicks fan. I was a Nate fan. So I wasn't mad at that shit. And not only that, but I remember eighth grade. I wanted the Kryptonites. And I was thinking about getting them from Harlem. House of Hoops. It cost $20. I'm 13. That's a lot of bread. But then a couple of years passed by, I finally got some bread now. But now it just cost $500. So now I don't have bread again. So now I'm thinking it's just going to cost $500. I'm 18. It just cost $1,000. Then I'm 22. It just cost like $5,000. And after that, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, because like in eighth grade, if I knew that shit was going to happen with Nate Robinson kicks, like... Like, Nate Robinson was one of my favorite players, but there's no way I'm thinking his kicks are going to be valued in the thousands. I don't care if they just made four of them shits or five of them shits or 100, like, whatever. I can't believe that shit. I'm like, kryptonite. Like, I understand some Jordan, Kobe shit, LeBron, whatever. But I guess it's Nate Robinson. Like, this is my, like, yo, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, $5,000 for these shits, yo. Like, that shit hurt, because... If I knew in eighth grade, if someone told me in eighth grade, like, yo, this shit's going to be worth thousands moving forward, bro, I would have just took the 200 that I had from SYEP. I would have fucking took my mom's 200, my dad's 200. I would have took everybody $200. I'm like, yo, this shit's going to be worth fucking a lot of money. So I would have bought all of them pairs, wore one, sold the other two, and there's some shit like that because you know why because it's hindsight everything is 2020 but i never would have thought they robinson kicks would go for that much they call the kryptonasis some green shits it's when he dunked over dwight howard because he's like the anti-superman shit kicks is fire i never thought they'd go for that much and the joke was on me but the only way i get them kicks now was like if money is like never ever ever a problem again you know what i'm saying like my podcast got to be so lit for me to get them shits, yo. Like, it got to be, like, super lit, man. Like, super, super fucking $12,000. Let me Google these shits. Yo, what if the fucking price dropped because fucking Nate Robinson got knocked out? Crypto Nate. Crypto Nate shoes. Hold on up. I'm spelling this shit all wrong right now, man. Cryptonate shoes. Fucking 5000 man. Like, why? Like, even after he got knocked out, it's still going to cost five. I can't believe that shit, yo. Bro, it's just cost five bands. Bro, $5,000. Well, you're telling me the value still could have gone down after he lost? Like, I'm pretty sure if Nate Robinson won... This just would have cost like fucking twelve thousand or some shit, yo. 
But I just can't believe this shit. Like, this shit is for bread. Like, this shit is going for bread, yo. It's crazy. But, yo, like, I know, like, I'm a Knicks fan. Like I said, like Nate Robinson said, he spent five years with the Knicks. Gave us some great memories. He blocked Yao Ming. And then Yao Ming had to act like he got hit in the eye. Because, you know, he probably felt embarrassed that Nate Robinson blocked him like that. But, yeah, man, I got a lot of love for, for Nate Robinson. And um, hope you know, hopefully like he he's gonna deal with it like a man, cause I know that's what he is, and all these memes and shit, he just gotta deal with it, and it is what it is, man. And like I said, the next were involved in some shit that really had nothing to do with, but I'm still proud of whoever runs the next social media social media account that whenever they said the fight was gonna happen between Nate Robinson and Jake Paul, that you know we said we had Nate back. That we support Nate Robinson and you know I do too. So shout out to whoever run the run the next social media IG shit because they've been doing a good job, man. They pulled up on ESPN and when they try to make fun of us for the ESPN draft lottery, I mean for the NBA draft lottery, and just commented rent free. So shout outs to them, shout outs to the Knicks, shout outs to Nate. Um Jake Paul, you did your thing, bro. Um Mike Tyson fight was yo. Mike Tyson is Mike, man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get into Mike Tyson in the next episode. I'm gonna just leave this for Nate because that's my guy. Nate's my guy. I, I rock with Nate. You know, there's certain things that will piss me off. Like I said, his affection for the Seahawks sometimes will get me tight. But um, other than that, that's my guy. I feel better, bro. Smooth recoveries, and you know, do what you gotta do, bro. Enjoy this life, bro. I'll go next. Yeah, like I said, man, I made this shit into a Nate Appreciation Podcast. Oh, uh, like I said, it's it's all good. My 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 guy's good. I'm good. Jake Paul's good. Nate Robinson's good. You know, we just got like there's much more other things to worry about right now that's going on in this world. So COVID, all that. You know what I'm saying? COVID. You got COVID. You got people losing their jobs. You got mad other shit going on. So, you know, he'll be all right, man. He lives to fight another day. We all going to live to fight another day. So, you know, let's make this shit happen. Um, go Knicks. Go World. And, you know, your boy Jack F, episode 49. You know, we up out of here, man. Skirt.